I'm here at NASA headquarters today talking with Steve Shi uh, about the Lessons Learned program. Steve, tell us a little bit about what you do here at NASA. Sure, I'm the Associate Administrator for Diversity and Equal Opportunity here at NASA. And that's a fancy way of basically saying that my job is to help the different people and organizations at NASA work effectively together. I've got three primary responsibilities. The first one is to provide an EEO complaint process so that any employees or applicants for employment at NASA who feel that they've been a victim of discrimination, they have the ability to be able to come file a complaint and to have their uh, grievance heard. Uh, my office will then investigate it and adjudicate the, the matter. Um, the second bucket is uh, diversity in inclusion. And that means that uh, my office ensures that um, all the different people and the different organizations at NASA are able to be included and to fully contribute to our missions and to be successful. And then the third primary bucket of my work is an external function, and that's on civil rights compliance. So as a condition of research organizations uh, that receive grants for NASA, they have to comply with certain federal anti-discrimination statutes. And the job of my office is to ensure that those organizations, like colleges and universities that do research, are in fact maintaining their programs and environments in a discrimination-free fashion so that all the researchers that work there can contribute to them and to contribute to NASA. You do a lot of work in your office, but tell us how you're working with the Lessons Learned program. So uh, with each of the primary responsibilities for my organization, EEO, um, external civil rights compliance, and diversity and inclusion, um, the focus on those areas is to ensure that the entire universe of talent and organizations are able to fully contribute to NASA's missions um, and for the benefit of all humanity. When we look at the Lessons Learned program, we see a number of accidents, and it's easy to remember the technical issues, the engineering problems, the technical defects that occurred that contributed to those accidents. But if you examine those accidents, you also see that there were people and culture inclusion issues as well. Specifically, certain individuals with maybe unconventional thinking, unpopular opinions, weren't fully included. They didn't have the, we didn't have the benefit of, of uh, including all of the information, the data, the perspectives, the concerns that they shared. And if we had fully contributed, uh, if we had fully included all of that uh, thinking, that cognitive diversity, uh, then maybe we would have had a different outcome or at least been able to um, assure the mission and, and safety in a better way. When I think about what you're talking about, uh, it, it brings me to an example of the, the movie Hidden Figures where uh, the uh, main ca uh, character, Katherine Johnson, um, was kind of reluctant to speak up uh, in her, her, the capacity she was working with inside the control room, uh, but she, she just blurted out, guys, you need to look at this. And some people in that environment back then in Apollo were like, ah, you should be you know, seen, not heard. But in fact, she had a great contribution to make to what they were doing. And that is what you're talking about with having a diversity of, of opinions in these type of programs, right? Well, that's absolutely right. Uh, certain instances, people may be excluded for various reasons. It may be because of race, maybe because of their gender, maybe for other reasons that are not malicious. Um, a focus on speed, a focus on getting to a certain schedule, um, a focus on uh, really having an efficient process. Or, or maybe that there's a feeling that uh, we've already gotten to a point where the, the, the right decisions have been made, and so we don't need to, to really stop to, 
have inclusion of additional data, data that might slow us down, uh, that may not be helpful. And I, I think the lesson here is that uh, if we ensure access to all available relevant data, then we have better data to inform better decision making. And if we have better decision making, we can make, uh, we can do a better job in terms of managing risk. That's really what this is all about. Now, Bob Cabana talked about hearing uh, different voices across the agency in programs. How does your office facilitate that? Bob has been such an important and great leader here at NASA, including in, with so many spaceflight missions. And he had roles and uh, involvement in some of the previous uh, uh, flight mishaps. So with Challenger in Columbia, for example, um, Bob vividly recalls some of the conditions that contributed to those accidents. In addition to the engineering mechanical issues, we had the people and culture issues I, re replied to, uh, I referred to previously. Mm -hmm. um, we had conditions where um, there was an inclusion full of, of people from different uh, sectors, from different parts of the organization, from different parts of the hierarchy. Um, as a result of that, we ended up with optimism bias, confirmation bias, groupthink, normalization of deviance, complacency, and that prevented us from being able to make the best decisions. And so what my office is doing is we're focused on implementing policies across NASA for the workforce, including in how our leaders manage people, so that we're able to include um, the full uh, workforce and all of their talents, their different thinkings, their opinions, their perspectives, um, their innovations, the cognitive diversity so that we can have the best information, the best thinking available to identify and mitigate blind spots and to avoid any similar issues in the future. There's no bad questions and uh, opinions in NASA as far as your office is concerned. I think the issue sometimes is that we don't have the time or we don't feel like we have the time to be able to attend to every single question or to attend to every single opinion. Um, and so what we need to do as leaders particularly is we really have to draw the right balance between efficiency and inclusion. And if you hit the sweet spot, you can still deliver missions on time um, successfully, but you've done it with the best data and the involvement of the best minds and the best thinking possible. Now you're talking about NASA, but how does that stretch out into NASA's partners in how they conduct business? as it pertains to risk management and a diversity of opinions and, and uh, information? Thank you for that question. So with my external civil rights compliance uh, responsibility, we provide leadership, we provide technical assistance, and we actually do audits of recipients of NASA grants. These are scientific and research organizations, including universities and colleges, that do research for us. And as a condition of receiving those grants, they have to comply with anti-discrimination statutes. My office's responsibility is to help ensure these organizations are complying. So that helps ensure that there's discrimination-free workplaces in those organizations. They're accessing and including the best minds, the best thinking, the best talent to be able to arrive to the best product to help NASA. The other thing here is that uh, NASA is uniquely positioned to actually lead the world because of our mission. We have a peaceful mission to explore, 
to discover and to expand knowledge for all human, humankind. And so because of that role, not only is the work we do inspirational, but if you look at the technological advances that we bring to the world, um, the way uh, individuals and organizations will follow our leadership because of the inspiration and because of what we're doing. And by the leadership we provide, by um, how we conduct ourselves and provide that as a model, we have the ability to be able to really have far-reaching uh, impacts. Since your involvement with the Lessons Learned program, can you give an example of two of where you've seen some improvement in hearing uh, different opinions and voices uh, across the agency? That's a great question. So first of all, when we start with the research, the research is just incredibly abundant. It is overflowing, demonstrating that in organizations in multiple sectors, in multiple countries, including private sector, Wall Street, and organizations in other nations, uh, there is a link to diversity and inclusion and equal opportunity to positive business outcomes, to improve performance, to better decision making, even better ethical behavior, better creativity, and innovation. Uh, in addition to enabling organizations to be a model employer and to be competitive uh, for talent and to be able to retain that top talent. The research is just incredible. I mean, it, it is so compelling. Uh, here at NASA, one example I'll tell you about is uh, last year I designed and implemented an anti-harassment campaign. And the campaign was designed to educate uh, our employees, our workforce, our leaders, on understanding the nature of harassment, and most importantly, the fact that harassment has an impact on performance and mission. It's not just that we're gonna avoid harassment because we're required to by law, or it's a good thing, or it's moral, all of that is right, right. but it actually has a direct impact on mission. And what I can share with you is as a result of implementing that uh, campaign, we have increased the number of reports of harassment here at NASA now, initially, you would think that's a bad thing. Who wants reports of harassment? But we found that one of the conditions of harassment, sort of related to what we're talking about with lessons learned, is people felt reluctant to come forward with information. They didn't feel that they were going to be accepted or included. They felt that they might be retaliated against. And so people basically didn't say anything. So one of our initial goals was basically to raise awareness and provide uh, a reporting culture. And we were successful in that because the reports really went up from uh, I think f uh, 30 or 40 the previous year to about s almost 80. Okay. Um, but the good thing is, the next step is we showed that we were actually not only able to increase the reporting culture, but to be proactive up about uh, preventing and also resolving harassment. Because even though we had so many more reports, our EEO complaint activity stayed pretty constant. And we only had 30 EEO complaints raising harassment for a workforce of 17,000 employees, civil servants and more contractors. So that's a really small amount. You know, those 30 EEO complaints, exactly zero alleged sexual harassment. So that, that's a real success. That is a success. And, and I, as you said, <clears throat> issues in the workplace will kind of roll over to work performance and work performance rolls over into the mission itself and when you are worried about something down here that you shouldn't have to worry about it will impact the mission as a whole and your office is trying to eliminate that. That's exactly right. And we've got big challenges ahead of us here at NASA and in order to be able to rise up and to address those challenges 
we have, to we have to be the best that we can be. To be the best that we can be, we have to ensure that our workforce is the best that they can be. And so that means avoiding any type of distractions and any type of impacts to their health and to their safety and to their wellness and performance. With all the major missions that NASA has coming in the future, what does success look like for the Lessons Learned program? Sure, that's a great question. I think with any type of program, the success ultimately is dependent on how it contributes to safety and mission assurance. And so if we're able to launch these missions um, safely and successfully and on time, uh, and it's because of lessons learned to a certain extent, then I think that's an indication of success. But ultimately, we have this incredible platform to make an even bigger difference beyond NASA. So what I like to talk about is that uh, it's the job of my office to help NASA provide air. That's uh, psychological safety, uh, feeling that people won't be retaliated against, so that they have oxygen to breathe, they don't have to hold their breath, they can really be at their best. And it's also our job to help NASA provide space, and that means room for people to be included and to feel like they belong. Because if they feel that way, they're gonna be at their best and they're gonna fully contribute. And the great thing is that our, our mission is, as an agency, is about exploration, discovery, and expansion of knowledge for the benefit of all humankind. And so I like to say at NASA, we make air and space available for everyone.